Welcome to the garage. I'm Scott Lenahan. And I'm Joe Ubel. Today we got a special guest. We got Bill Yaris from Twin City Home Inspections. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Bill, when we started the podcast, this was kind of one of those things that I always envisioned, like, you being on the podcast. Because <laughs> so often when we have conversations, I'm really impressed with just how much knowledge you have, but also how fun sometimes you can make it. Uh, well, um, I'm going to have to uh, leave now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Bill, why don't you, uh, I've known you for 20-some years. Yeah. Yeah, 20 and... 18 years. 18 years, years. yeah, well... Yeah, I just... I round down. Oh. (laughs) 20-some years. (laughs) 20-something. So, why don't you... uh, I remember meeting you at our Highland Park office. You came in. You were were a a newer inspector, but you had a background uh, that just... It seemed like, yeah, Bill will be a guy that we could look to. You know, uh, that's an interesting... Question. I came to inspection a, a little bit of a roundabout way. Um, I actually have a degree in microbiology from the University of Minnesota. Love science, but it wasn't enough talking. So I decided I had to get out of that and get into something <laughs> where I could uh, interact, with, interact people. with people. Yeah, yeah. You like I, people. Was, uh, I was the uh, sociable scientist, and yes. it wasn't... Um, enough of an outlet. So, so I, you weren't uh, tucked in the, in the lab and you're like, oh, I got to talk to someone. Yeah. So I decided I was going to get a job where people um, paid me to talk to them. <laughs> so that's how I got to home inspection. Been doing it for 22 years. Um, just when I think I've seen everything, something else comes up. That's the way and, it is in real estate yeah, too. Yeah. That's the way I, I love my job. I'm never retiring. Um, it is uh, fascinating. I just saw something two days ago that I didn't even know that I didn't know it. Well, what was now, it? Now we gotta know. Yeah, what, what did you can't leave us hanging. Well, maybe that I'll, we'll do that at another podcast. We'll, <laughs> do, a, we'll do a uh, we'll do a uh, mysteries of home inspections. I did mention now. he's kind of a jerk sometimes, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, I always tell people I was not uh, born a pessimist. I've been cultivated into one. There you go. <laughs> so uh, before we do move on. Uh, what were you sharing? Because I'm going to end up with somebody that's, or even me, when I re-listen to the podcast, I go, "What the hell was Bill talking about?" Um, Do you, did you forget already? No, I didn't. I didn't forget. Right. It's just, um, and it's not a, uh, it's not a standalone story. Yeah. It's just little things that um, come up in my world. So, yeah. Uh, part of the home inspection process is. Um, and one of my theories in life is ask a better question, get a better answer. And so I've been asking questions for 22 years and I saw something that it didn't occur to me to ask that question. Yeah. And so now I'm asking, uh, uh another question as, Hey, how does all this stuff work? So, so, but a lot of times when we bring you in, so I mean, we've, we've, uh, the whole reason of the podcast, and we started talking about this, the whole reason of Joe and I is trying to educate buyers so that they're kind of starting to see certain things that would be a concern for the house, either short term, long term. And then at some point we get in front of you. And, uh, yeah, they, they're not really there to ask questions. They're there to get answers. And that's why I think you're phenomenal is that, You'll go in and you'll see something, and your brain, mm-hmm. and the reason right. why I appreciate you so much is that instead of going, yeah, there's a problem over here, mm-hmm. 
your brain on that inspection you're going through and you want to know, well, why is that problem? Or how did, how did right. I get there? Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Um, we all have uh, different jobs. Yeah. And your job is asking a whole different set of questions than my job. You're trying to figure out what people need, what, how much they can spend, where they want to live, what kind of schools they want to go to. My job is to figure out how a structure is going to survive for over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, so I ask a whole different set of questions than the two of you ask. And part of the benefit of a home inspection is having an individual that has a set amount of time and a set amount of space to ask the weird questions. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily the why questions. Why questions can be uh, dead ends. Um, if you get too many why questions, it's kind of like a little eight-year-old. You know, <laughs> why? Why did that happen, Daddy? Why, why is there happen? water? Why, in the why is there? Why? 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 Well, but they're and answerable. Most of them. Most of them, but it it tends to run. You can. I my you child was my child was classic for this. He would ask. You know, endless questions about why, 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 why. He and hasn't been right for Finally, him. I would just get to the end and say, because I said so. You're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> totally yeah, done. Go, go play on the freeway. Um, <laughs> a, a better, more concise question is how. Yeah. Yeah. How is something going to work? How is How did it come to this ending so you can figure out from A to Z? Right. Right. And, um, and that takes time. Yeah. Uh, when I first got into the business... I went to school for it, you know, I went to um, home inspection school, but I needed experience. Hmm. And so I asked my parents, can I inspect your house just as practice? And going in... What did they say? Um, <laughs> they said that I had to pay them. <laughs> they said, yeah, and then I had to do dishes or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but, um, but it was so strange because I had experienced that house as a kid yeah and it was my parents house so I wasn't really concerned with the set of questions that I was about to ask as a home inspector but you put on different goggles though totally you, you looked at it a different way now so when I went to their house to do my practice inspection I put the inspector goggles on and it was a completely different house yeah I was not looking at it as a child anymore. So, and that's part of that whole buyer series here Mm -hmm. is to really kind of start acclimating some of our clients because we had started talking about it in in kind of our Mm pre-discussion is that there's some agents that they're they're answering just the housing solution questions. How many bedrooms do you want and what location without ever really giving their clients the opportunity to kind of look into that house's future, right? right? Mm -hmm. And say, all right, You've got a hill in the backyard that's <laughs> draining towards the house. You may, in the future, see some issues with water on this side of the house. Yeah. And uh, it's important to kind of put them in that spot. So I think you were telling us how great we were. I'm kidding. <laughs> but that did, process... Did you, did you transfer the Bitcoin yet? <laughs> yeah, right. But that process of getting clients up to speed... Because at some point, they're going to get to you and you're kind of ninja level taking a look at the house mm-hmm. and really kind of taking a deeper dive into some of the questions that we can't get answered 
on a walkthrough. Well, and sometimes it's not appropriate to even ask those questions. You don't know yet if that house is going to be good for them. And sometimes the volume of information is such that you have to stay focused on, yes, we've got a house that will fit Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, um, but that's chapter one. Right. Chapter two is, okay, now we're at the inspection. Now we're going to have to um, introduce Mr. and Mrs. Johnson to a whole different idea of, oh, this is what you actually have. These are your problems, but these are your solutions. Right. Yeah. And right. it's just compartmentalizing things. Um, but uh, part of the Bitcoin payment was for you. Um, <laughs> you guys do a better job at at least letting them know that Chapter 2 is coming up. Well, we, we, we pride ourselves in understanding of, of the functions of a house enough where we can um, explain what you're going to find exactly. and how it's going to work, how these parts are going to affect the, the property. And then by the time we get, get to you stepped into the door, you've understood what we've already explained, and they get a chance to um, see it through your eyes even further. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, um, and again, it really is you know your brain um, answers the questions that you're asking it. And so your set of questions is different than my set of questions. Mm-hmm. And when I get to a house that um, is a little funky or is something is hidden or, um, you know, there's a, a multiple different things that can happen. One, it could be hidden from view. Mm-hmm. It could be abandoned and forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be outright fraught. Yep. You know, and I see a lot of that. Which is exactly why I think we wanted to bring you in on this, this episode and, you know, have this great topic of, we see a house, you know, and you see it through rose-colored glasses, and you see, you're looking through it, and it looks great. But when you bring you bring you in, you look in the attic, you look in the basement, you look in things that, that we haven't seen or haven't had, couldn't go into. Right, right. You don't have access to. What? what you're not we, carrying a ladder and screwdrivers. And, <laughs> <laughs> and what? What are those fun things that that you you found in some of the stories of you? You've well, seen? Well, uh, before I think before we get there. you want to get there, <laughs> you're stopping. No, me? I love the story part, but I know. I know us, and I know Bill. Like it'll go in nine thousand different directions. So I know. (laughs) So isn't that why we're here? (laughs) I think part of uh, what I think you know one of the recent trends, and we've seen over the last couple of years, is people dropping inspections. They're coming in, they're purchasing without an inspection, Mm -hmm. which uh, as much as an agent may describe to a seller, a seller thinks that it's beneficial to them. I think they're taking on a certain amount of liability mm-hmm. because the buyer at that point is putting a lot of weight in that seller disclosure. And like you just made in your statement, uh, in your comment, there's certain things in a house that a seller just doesn't realize anymore. They don't know something's going on. Or you bring up, yeah, what's with the staining in the corner? And they're like, oh, yeah, every once in a while, if you leave the downspout off... <laughs> Uh, you know, it drains in that corner. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you said you didn't have any water in the basement. They're right. like, well, yeah, we don't if you leave the downspout on. And you're like, yeah, but that's a disclosure issue, right? So <clears throat> that inspection trend where buyers are coming in, they're dropping the inspection. Um, I think the big thing that I, I'm hoping to get from you is is that whole, you know, what's the benefit of uh, inspection um, I feel like I lost my whole point here. No, it, uh, I, I when I was um, thinking about that as you were 
asking the partial question. Rambling. Yeah, um, rambling? Yeah. That's right. You're no, rambling. you're good. I, I understand your ramble. I've yeah, known yeah, you yeah. for 20-something years, so <laughs> you, I, you, uh, I'm right with you. You can be calm. Um, uh, giving up an inspection is a very difficult choice. Yes. I know that people have to do it. I would never recommend it, not because I'm a home inspector, but because there really are things that you just cannot see or understand Um because you're actually not and asking the questions you're yeah not it doesn't happen very often but one of the things that was um, immediately was my first example in my head was oil tanks yeah oil tanks are things that people just don't understand unless you're experiencing them on a regular basis you're not going to I happen to be a uh, inspector that does quite a bit of old homes so I see a lot of oil tanks there are going to be suburban uh, inspectors that will never see an oil tank in their entire life. Yeah. And they just, it, their brain is not asking that question. And um, unfortunately, uh, Minnesota state law is that the responsibility of the oil tank is for the owner of the property. Yeah. So. Not previous owner. Nope. Not seller. Nope. Current. Current yeah. owner. So if it transfers property, if, if it transfers um, ownership, you have inherited a, you know, a cleanup mm-hmm. and you know they range from three thousand to fifteen thousand dollars just to get an oil tank out yeah, yeah. How, how often do you still run into oil tanks uh probably three or four a year yeah that's, that sounds about what, what i would probably run into yeah one or two a yeah year. there and the problem is um and a lot of it is seller disclosure um Somebody buys a house, and it was there when they got there. It's not doing anything. It's just sitting there. There's a pipe in the floor, and, oh, yeah, that was there when we got here, and then we tie our little dog up to it, and, <laughs> you know, that's it. Um, they don't – They so there's another um, bunch of sayings, and it's not necessarily in the home inspection industry, but I guess people have been uh, looking at perception for a long time. And one of my favorites is uh, it's not what you look at. It's what you see. So somebody's looking at a pipe in a basement, and I'm looking at the pipe in the basement. We are literally seeing two entirely different things. Yeah, I'm seeing a, an imaginary underground oil tank, and I'm looking for very specific pipe sizes and locations and crazy things that you would never think of. An oil tank has to be generally 50 feet from a driveway. Because the tanker or the truck generally carries a 50 to a 75 foot hose because that's all they can carry. (laughs) So if an oil tank isn't within a 50 to 75 feet of a driveway, it's not an oil tank. It's an old clothesline or a dog tie out or underground bunker for, you know, whatever. So, um, but you're not going to get that as a seller. Seller's yeah. not going to understand that. You're going to buy it. You're going to inherit it. And then when you go to sell, somebody like me comes along and says, hey, you got an oil tank in, in the ground. And you got to do something about it. Right. And then that's money off the sale. It's money off of something. You had talked in one of our discussions yesterday. There was somebody. Uh, you had walked in. <clears throat> it was a Rambler-style house. They blew open the kitchen, <laughs> and so you got the big, huge space, you know, wide open uh, space and uh, open floor plan. And the, uh, you get up in the attic, and you see that they had taken uh, some two-by-sixes, I guess, and went right straight up to the ridge line of the roof. 
basically eliminating a load-bearing wall, not supporting it with a header or beam, and simply using the roof uh, framing to uh, hold up that ceiling. Yeah, that was a classic. Um, See, that's something that wouldn't have shown up no. on a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. No, and, and you could literally buy that house without an inspection, and you would never know. Right? You'd never know until you the roof, it. the ridge line starts sagging like a tired old horse's back. Yeah, that's the, the problem. The, yeah, the ceiling starts to kind of sag in the middle, and mm-hmm. by then again, maybe you can throw the header in there, and then does the wood bow back? You know, it, it's. Um, uh, that's a whole nother topic. Uh, anything is fixable with enough time and money. There you go. And the trick is, at a home inspection, I think it gives people a sense of what the guardrails are, or what the boundaries are for what their future expenses are going to be. Right. They, yeah. might be um, they might be buying a house that is very comfortable financially for them, but they also might be buying a house that is really at the limit, and they're doing it for different reasons. I oftentimes, uh, at the end of an inspection will um, find something like that. For instance, that house. Um, and you guys kind of know the layout of houses. I mean, when we get an address, we kind of know where we're going, right. right? You walk in. And so I walked into that particular house, and I was expecting to see a wall between the kitchen and the um, like living the, room. Like, yeah. like the Bazan's Ramblers. Exactly. You know what to expect. Exactly. And instead, I saw this fantastic, beautiful, uh, beautiful island with... Um, seating and it was actually a lower one for a mixer and it was like a candy making i mean it was unbelievable and i saw where the floor was patched and i look up and the ceiling wasn't sagging it wasn't whatever it was wavy it was irregular and i was like wait a minute that's that doesn't make any sense why there's no reason for that to be wavy yeah and so that's why i i needed to get into that attic yeah. And I, well, you would have went in there. Anyway. I would have went in there anyways, but I was like, okay, I need, you know, this is that's the first thing on our list. Like, I gotta, yeah, I gotta check this out. I gotta really, this is gonna. That's be, that brain I was telling you about. The, exactly. The, the why. The why. Why. Yeah. 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 The how. Or the how. Yeah. It, it was really the how. The how. It yeah, was the really go. the how. It was. There's no, there's no whys in. in <laughs> it, it, it was the how, and because I, I was actually the question that I actually had in my head at that time was, how would it be wavy? If there's a beam up there, it'd either be sagging, yeah, or it would be straight. Yeah, the how was like, how can it be wavy? Yeah. And when I went up there, uh, it looks as though um, when the wall was present, when they started their um, rehab or whatever you want to call it, uh, botched <laughs> <laughs> restoration. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what whatever. they call it. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Um, there was a, a TV show. Was all botched surgeries? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tucked in botched, botched or something. Yeah, botched rehab. <laughs> um, so I went in the attic, and it looks like what the happened was the wall was there, uh, and somebody had taken and cut two by fours, and just held the ceiling up with the roof, maybe thinking, maybe planning on putting a beam in later. Yeah, you know, maybe it was like a temporary thing, and, and, and I don't know, you know, and that's why I don't ask why i just ask how yeah maybe the contractor changed maybe they who knows what happened but there was no beam there and what was happening was the ceiling was being held up by the roof but what people don't realize is with temperature your roof changes shape yeah right so the ceiling would be reacting 
and moving at all times. So if, if, if we had not inspected that house, five years later, they would have been calling a painter, hey, we've got cracks here, we can't, you know, what's going on? What happens when we end up with three feet of snow? Like Oh, that's going to sag. Yeah. 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 I had a flat roof, uh, and uh, we got a really crazy, it was 2011 with all the ice dams. Yeah. And um, I walked into this structure of mine, oops, sorry, I bumped my microphone there, uh, <laughs> with a structure, and I could, my brain, because I'm asking very strange questions of houses, I could see a three-inch sag, and I I measured it because that's what home inspectors do, <laughs> and it was whatever you know yeah. ninety six you know it would be uh, uh, ninety three inches. Yeah, went up to the flat roof, snow blowed the flat roof, and the roof bounced back to ninety six. Really? And I, I I measured it. I took photos of it, but. So that's how much how does much, that inspection cost? Uh, that unfortunately, if you're out was, there snowblowing, <laughs> that was unfortunately <laughs> one that I owned. That so. <laughs> was my own mistake, and uh, yeah, that's how I learned. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, it really is. That would have um, been a disaster for that house. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was not. It can't survive long term. Yeah, it would have made it through the sale. It would have made it a couple of years. Would it would have eventually would have if uh, sealing itself would have caved at some point or would it just would it just continue to crack until someone started asking questions? It would have been a huge crack until somebody started answering asking questions, and then the solution is to remodel the ceiling of the kitchen and the living room. Yeah, but you've got the bazillion dollar island there. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. Um, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it it's. When you find it early, it's a manageable problem to solve. Well, once the walls are open and they're, and they're yeah. doing it, why would yeah. you not do it? Yeah. But, the the beam know. itself was probably five, six hundred bucks. Right. It, 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 versus going back and redoing a, a remodel like that, you know, right. that's, that's thousands. Yeah. Well, they could have, they could have uh, uh, put the beam up in the ceiling. Or they could have just put a header underneath it. Yeah, you know, that's but actually... But then you end up with a post in the middle of that beautiful wide open space. Yeah, yeah. And, and as I'm getting into the attic, as I'm clearing out the closet, uh, and if you do, um, if anybody listening sells their house, uh, please clean out the attic access area for home inspectors. <laughs> um, I was thinking that, you know, I was kind of calculating in my head, uh, okay, for that distance I need, you know, X number of inches longer the span, the higher, or the deeper, or the bulkier the beam has to be. So I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 when I get up here, I'm kind of expecting to see a 14-inch deep beam. Yeah. So in my, my head, I'm expecting to see a... Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting to try to measure the distance of the beam because I'm thinking that maybe that's some waviness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Turns out it's not there. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So I, so even even the person who's been inspecting houses for twenty two years isn't even asking the right question until you get your eyeballs on it. Yeah, you don't know until you see. Yeah, yeah. And we, and as a home inspection industry, we don't make inferences. Yeah. We just, it's a visual inspection. If we do not see it, we don't, we can't 
we can't say what's behind it unless we see it. So can we talk real quick? Uh, you also do truth and housing inspections yes. for St. Paul and Minneapolis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Wonderful Paul. programs. Yep. Um, <laughs> but when you're when you're going out and taking a look at those, uh, your average time on those is about 20 minutes because you're going through a checklist that the city's said, hey, Bill, go in, take a look at these items. Right. Is that right? Um, is that a good way to... Each city has their own individual guidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so St. Paul was uh, developed by uh, the people in St. Paul, uh, Truth and Housing Department, and Minneapolis was developed uh, with their own Truth and Housing Department. And so when I go in there, I am only looking at what they want me to look at. Yeah, It's right. spelled out. Uh, in a document, <laughs> yeah. it's called the guidelines, yeah. and we all are supposed to read and follow those guidelines. So the reason I say it that way is um, St. Paul and Minneapolis look at very different things, and they look at... They're that significantly at, yep. different. Yeah. And they they actually prioritize things differently. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. So I have to, um, you know, basically just, hey, I'm here for the city of St. Paul, I'm doing this job we're all trying to be consistent so we're all trying to just use the guidelines and um, when I'm at a home for a home inspection I'm actually thinking about a whole different set of questions based on Mr. and Mrs. Johnson's life I'm trying to figure out what are they going to experience in the next five years what are they going to spend their money on who's going to want to come and uh, tell them stories that they need to spend money on right so it really is a perspective, uh, and you have to um, be, be, you know, you have to be conscious of that. Well, at the same, at the same time, so in, in a, as a buyer's inspection, if you're walking through it for a buyer, how much time are you spending um, doing your checklist and your your questions? Oh, buyer's inspections are very uh, detailed. Um, well, a whole a truth in housing, start to finish, um, inspecting, writing the report, everything is uh, usually about an hour and 15 minutes, you know, paperwork and all that other stuff. Right. Um, buyer's inspections are four hours. Yeah. yeah. A huge difference, yeah. Yeah, huge. And um, a buyer's inspection is, is actually trying to put together how the entire house works versus the checklist. Right. Yeah. The checklist is very, very useful. It gives people a general sense of, hey, where are we at apples to apples what are the big hazards because it's the same it's the same yardstick you know you're using the same yardstick for every single house whereas a buyer's inspection is what kind of trouble is this house going to cause people in the future right so there's certain things there's certain things that'll show up on a truth and housing right where you know what's what's below current code uh what's what's at code yeah that's where it gets sticky is um there is, uh, the reason they call them guidelines is because it's a mix. There is no such thing as um, a code. Because, yeah. for instance, um, one of the guidelines is we're looking for the height of the stairs to the basement. Hmm. Old houses have very low basements. Yep. We've, we've all seen that a thousand yeah. times. But in the guidelines, it says 6'8". Because that's the current, but that was chosen, but we don't. But nobody has to do anything for that. We don't have to repair any of that stuff. It yeah. just has to be available. And the reason they want that is, if you're going to be moving furniture or washing machines, you know, 
the city wanted to give a sense for, hey, how hard is it to get to the basement? And also for accessibility. And, and also for tax rolls. <laughs> right? I'm not a How nice is that basement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's basically, it's, it, is it accessible? Yeah. Right. You know? And if it's not, maybe this isn't the house for somebody who is elderly. Or this isn't Six the house for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I have a buyer. But there is no code. There is no... Um, you don't have there is it's a it's a mishmash yeah. of rules yeah so, and that's the trick everybody tries to just lump it in there but it's it's its own special um, event right right mm-hmm. yeah and every city has a different one South yeah. St Paul has a different one um, and different guidelines and they 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 care about because they were written by different individuals right. versus the Minnesota Building Code. Where that is universal, everybody is supposed to follow the, the building code because one group in Minnesota wrote it. Yeah, and so so again, I don't that know how trend we got of, that. that yeah. trend of no inspections because that trend of no inspections, you've got buyers putting a lot of weight on the seller disclosure, and also that truth in housing, which mm-hmm. is my point is to reference that it's not as comprehensive as a is a home inspection. A home inspection is supposed to be, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking out, you know, group-wise. So all home inspectors, and I don't know that we can generalize because we're all individuals, but um, as a group, we are supposed to be thinking about our client. So the, the person that hires us is our audience. And... That necessarily isn't necessarily the case with the truth in housing. The truth in housing isn't written for the individual new buyer. It's written for how does this house compare to others. Right. It's a measure of housing stock. Yeah. Right. Because as they're shopping, they can see that. Oh, yeah, this is a different house than this. Yeah. Or uh, my famous example is... Um, especially in St. Paul, where we get old houses. It's an introduction to somebody who's maybe uh, coming from a different state or a suburb, and they're used to, um, you know, wide open spaces and <laughs> stairs that aren't uh, crooked. Roof, and Roofs <laughs> that can't handle snow load. Exactly. Uh, like the Texas, I saw a bunch where the snow came in and all the houses, yeah. the roofs collapsed. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, that's no load. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But they, and, but they didn't get that much snow, though. In comparison to what, what should be holding up the rooms. Right. Uh, and and uh, that's another wonderful con- topic, uh, building codes. Uh, yeah. Building codes exist because we learned from mistakes. Yeah. So Minnesota has a different roofing um, code or structure yeah. than Missouri, Arkansas, Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah. And then Florida has its own, you know, they basically need to, that's all hurricane. Right. Yeah. And so everybody has their own little uh, niche. So, Bill, uh, we're at uh, like 30 minutes. There we go. So I think what we'll do is we'll wrap this one up. I think uh, for the sake of people understanding, I think we will record another episode. (laughs) And then uh, we can cover a lot more stuff. Yep. So uh, I think we'll wrap this up unless you've got something else to add before we close out. No, this is a great introduction to to Bill and Bill's world. Yeah. So uh, with that, I'll say... uh, Thanks for stopping by. The You're garage. welcome. Bill, You're thanks welcome. for stopping in. Thanks, All Bill. the listeners, uh, get a home inspection and clean out your attics if you're selling your house for the inspector. All uh, right. 
That's my that's my global message. That's your global <laughs> message. <laughs>